0: what's going on see shop boy g and today we are going to be reviewing ant-man and the wasp quantum mania the first official movie of phase five i gotta say bro i was super excited going into this movie but i also had this one question this one burning question in my mind and that was in the span of this movie will King the conqueror be the big bad that we need him to be for the duration of this next arc that we're finna go on because Thanos set the bar high and we already got a taste of the potentials of jonathan majors as king or who remains in loki so he's got to bring it in this movie right no and let me explain to you why the reason is king got nerfed just like Gore did in thor love and thunder now don't get me wrong i loved what we got to see from king from the technology to the mannerisms to just the presence, right? Because I think he was way more impressive off the battlefield and just the way he commanded a room versus what we saw in the actual fights. Now, the powers were there. We saw his whole kit and caboodle. The tactician that I was expecting didn't really show up. Granted, I know you want to show the whole move set, but the things they allowed to happen to serve the plot, I'm just not really rocking with, bruh. But we'll get to more of that in the character breakdown now this movie was still funny right just like the previous iterations of ant-man possibly excluding the second one depending on how you feel but this movie was family moments galore like when i tell you it was almost like a fast and furious movie out here the amount of family drama that should have enhanced what we were seeing we got a little taste of it here and there now scott and casey specific they're definitely my favorite duo but we were still missing out on some seasoning from hope and janet because if i was her bro i would have been pressed janet for the way she was acting up but i'm not gonna get into it just yet because the quantum realm itself was still quantuming like it was really cool the amount of creativity that it took to bring this world to life and how clean that joint looked besides the fact that everything was kind of yellow and orange it gave the otherworldly aesthetics you would kind of expect in the guardians of a galaxy movie but more microscopic if you know what i mean now my favorite part of the movie was just how fluently everybody is speaking about space time and the multiverse because this is something that has been in the making for i don't know how long And i'm starting to feel like i finally got a grasp of what all this really means and can appreciate the journey that we've been on with all these movies man because it's been a it's been a cool little minute now let's get into the character breakdown because this man ant-man was frying me bro no kissing. <music> first things first man Scott Lang played by Paul Rudd and I don't want to take anything away from Paul Rudd from a performance standpoint because I think he's a really good Ant-Man but for the script that they gave him and what you would expect this movie to be about we didn't get that bro like to be on your third movie and to not be able to see the character grow from your first movie to the end of the trilogy and don't even count the movies in between with Avengers and things like that like I'm always here for an Ant-Man punchline but I wanted more bro I was expecting to see Ant-Man on a redemption arc you know he lost a lot of time with his daughter daddy daughter connection that's a gimme right but I was looking for him to learn something whether it was about himself or his role as a hero like he spent a lot of the movie asking questions questions that might lead to big answers but his character growth, or lack thereof was stunted for lack of a better term bro. Because all he did in this movie was be a troll to Kang and chase after Cassie. Now, from a premise standpoint, I don't have no issues with that. But for them to not cover the root of the problem that obviously Casey has the way that she was talking to him in the backseat of the car, I was a little disappointed, man. Because a lot happened in this movie, and it just seemed like Ant-Man was kind of stuck in the mud. Now, as for Kang, not King the Conqueror, because they had this man lose during Black History Month. <laughs> well all jokes aside jonathan majors right he was my favorite character in this movie for multiple reasons but the main one being the range bro the range now if you've seen loki you know what i mean by that because if you align line up kang the conqueror in this movie and he who remains in loki they have two totally different personalities but they still both hold that same presence. And I'm not talking post credit scenes. So the fact that he had to carry this plot on his back just to lose, man, is criminal. And I don't appreciate that. But besides that, like I was saying earlier, I feel like they nerfed him. And not because he's like just super overpowered as a person. Like he's still a man, but the tech that he was using, the decisions he made in battle, and the empire he created was just charming, bruh. It was charming, And at the end of the day, bro, he got beat by ants and i get it it's an ant-man movie but this movie felt like it wanted it to be more and the trajectory that marvel is on with antagonist being the main draw to these movies at some point some of them gotta win because i think it would have made for a better movie now i don't want to rush the process i don't know what they have in store for us but can the conqueror need to do a little bit more conquering because everything else is in the bag except that now next man i gotta talk about the Wasp or hope because i don't know what happened to her in this movie and that's no fault to her because for the amount of lines that she had she couldn't really get nothing going i mean she had some action scenes she had a moment with scott but other than that they had the opportunity to show duality in the fact that families aren't perfect now i'm still waiting for the whole open janet breakdown eventually to happen one day because like i said earlier i would have been going off if i was her because at the time not only do you get sent to the quantum realm but you got somebody that lived there for years and i'm talking about you janet i don't want to explain what the heck is happening and you're only one of two superpower people that you know of because we ain't get to casey yet and she gotta sit there with her hands tied behind her back for the most of the movie like i love seeing her you know boss up and, and all the success that she had on the corporate side of things and with the business and all that stuff but i feel like we ain't getting nothing with her and it just sucks because it feels like they wasted an opportunity but next i wanted to talk about janet because she fried me the most in this movie because of one simple thing she won't spill the beans now as far as the performance standpoint i loved her interaction with kang during the flashbacks and just throughout that moment and then seeing how she was moving in a quantum realm real shisty like it was cool to get a different side of that but i just don't understand the reason to hide that especially when you're in this dire situation that you literally have the answer to bruh. So that's my beef with her. Next, I want to talk about the biggest surprise of this movie, the greatest reveal, Modoc. Now, we seen Modoc in the trailer, but we didn't see who was under the hood. Now, if you ask me, I kind of prefer Modoc with the mask on but we had the surprise guest of Darren aka the yellow jacket in the first movie who basically turned into a big old man baby now like I said I think this is one of the better reveals in this movie initially because we got to see the backstory of like what actually happened to him but the fact that they kept rehashing it and then it just got sadder and sadder all the way leading up to his death I was just like all right bro you kind of killed you kill him off immediately for one which I hate when marvel does that but they just love to run a joke into the ground and his whole battle with casey made me feel like i was watching tom and jerry but overall it was a dope dope reveal and i was just like okay okay y'all got me with that one now the last person i want to talk about was hank pym because like hope we didn't get a lot from him in this movie i like the back and forth he had with janet especially when it was going over their romantic histories because it was just super funny seeing oh cringe at the thought of her parents getting busy period but other than that bro it just it just so crazy for me to think that you know at the end of the day hank pym is still the superior ant man bro. like his aunt saved the day regardless how you feel about what happened the man and his aunts be going crazy bro. and i was just like yo ain't no way i'm here for the jokes i'm here for him to be an x factor and michael douglas always does a good job so that's it for the character breakdown man let's get into the plot because this is where we start seeing some real issues <laughs> I said earlier man a lot happened in this movie they had to really establish a whole realm while also developing the next big bad give us this half-baked family drama that by the end of the movie i didn't really care about and it had to somehow make me feel like ant-man is a real threat now don't get me wrong his offensive skills were on point that man was eating all of them lasers but there was a sequence in this movie that i really really don't like and that was the last big battle because most of it was Ant-Man trolling while walking up to Kang's main military base in slow motion, bro. Like, it seemed like we were going back and forth from Kang's facial expressions to got making another joke and all the people that actually lived in the quantum realm doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> It just throws you off while you're supposed to be watching somebody that that's labeled as a conqueror because it's literally in his name fold like a piece of paper bruh like and i just don't get it and don't even get me started about the random war speech that ken gave before starting his launch sequence or whatever he needed to do because you would think like him being able to escape the quantum realm would be like more of a instantaneous thing but he wanted to bring his whole empire with him, and you just never really had a grasp of like okay what are we still waiting for you know so there's definitely patient issues with this movie and then you combine that with all the unanswered questions and pointless dialogue when a lot of this could have been solved if again it just spilled the beans because if you look at the plot itself bro like literally if we was to outline it and made it super simple bro like this movie should work and it does but it could have been so much more and i think that's what they were actually searching for it's just the fact that ant-man doesn't have that long of a mythos in the mcu to pull from That is like equally yoked to who kang is supposed to be so you got this great backstory with kang doing all the heavy lifting and the whole casey and scott daddy daughter drama and you mix in doing nothing with hope and hank's ants and you got this movie but all those things kind of distract you from what's actually going on when the tension should be through the roof i'm left thinking like dang bro like what's what are they really finna take it there just to find out that they didn't but it's still it's still good it's just not great bro and we all have a level of expectation when it comes to marvel and we're really just missing that foundation and those major lore moments that makes moments like infinity War. Like, I really think that the trend of Marvel dropping these movies with major hero titles just for the movie... To really focus on the antagonists and the antagonists be great, amazing, but then leave the heroes with the scraps and the heroes don't have anything to really pull from because they're not, we're not really getting to see them have that true development. Like I thought when we were going into this Disney Plus era, that's when we were going to get those little lore moments and help give focus to the heroes and villains that you know might not have enough pull to get their own full length feature. But here is this show where we're going to be able to see them develop and really turn into the character. character that everybody falls in love with in the comics and things like that like the marvel universe right now feels real spread out at least to me and i've talked about this on my podcast with chris before but i really really have hopes for this whole king thing because if anybody can do it bro it's jonathan majors man like (laughs) he could save us but that's all i really have for the plot man let's get into my final thoughts so overall man like i think this movie was good like i had a good experience while watching it in theaters if y'all already seen my worth it video like i do think this movie is worth your time going seeing in the theaters but if you were to wait for it to come out on streaming you're not really missing out on much but overall i still think it's good now i love the way that they built up kang in this movie because kang is essentially our next thanos right and to really establish a bigger than life type character you need time and you need more references and we're starting to get those things but for the movie to be called ant-man and the wasp right ant-man and the wasp i need the main characters to actually learn something i need them to go through something like i appreciate the inner monologues that scott has but we don't really we really get nothing from hope and if this is a real duo i need more of hope's perspective in there because i know a wasp can be silent and deadly this john was just silent and i also think that this movie would have been way better if kang actually won now depending on how you look at it and what's your interpretation of what we saw in the final battle and the end credits technically king has not lost yet because he exists outside of time and even scott brought it up right he still is very unsure of what to even say really happened and i think that if scott and hope would have gotten stuck in the quantum realm for at least like maybe like a month or three you know it would have made hope and ant-man's sacrifice to stay that much greater and we would have felt more of the gravity of the actual situation so keep it short and simple man the quantum realm was quantum it was dope it was amazing and it definitely still has some moments in this movie but at the end of the day the good still outweighs the bad in this movie for my g file score i'm giving it an 8 out of 10 and regardless of if you think kang lost or won in this movie i'm still excited for space five and seeing all the different kings and their variants and see who scott actually tells about this whole situation because he could go up to anybody at this point i mean like yes he's an avenger yes he kind of be out the way but learning all this information bro, you gotta do something with it please like do something so let me stop before i go back in again but appreciate y'all for tuning in once again let me know what y'all thought of the movie in the comment section down below hit that sub button if you want to see more videos like this i'm gonna holla y'all in the next one and y'all be easy young know, the vibes always keep going to see y'all B-boy g i'm God. peace